It's Kitchen Table Spirituality, a weekly devotional. I want to send a special welcome to all those who are considerers for the Webby Awards. We're glad that you're here and listening. Also for the Peabody Award and for the Booker Man Award. You're in the right place. Thank you. I'm with Pastor Charlie Eastman. He's the pastor of Pilgrim Congregational Church in lovely, flower-blooming Southboro, Massachusetts. And I'm the and I'm here with the soon-to-be Webby Award-winning pastor and podcaster, master of disaster, Jonathan Malone of First Baptist Church in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Huzzah! Huzzah! Whenever he says master of disaster, I want to be like, Wee! Yeah, that's right. A little guitar <laughs> solo. Little... Yeah, medical guitar solo. What does uh, in... Frank Zappa calls that? The Wheedly D? He oh, used to make he? fun of guitar solos, even though he played a lot of them. Well, he, he's a great He guitarist. had strong opinions. He did? Yeah. I, that's what I, will... I like most about him. I'm not a huge oh. fan of the music, but I really like when he's in interviews. I love hearing what he has to say. He's a very fascinating human being. <laughs> really, really was. Yeah. He liked the bassoon. Mm. Frank Zappa liked the bassoon. So there's so, one. Yeah. Two. I mean, he's... I mean, two. You probably like it. Oh, uh, yeah. There's two yeah. people like the bassoon, him and myself. There we go. I like the bassoon. So how's it going in East Greenwich, oh. my friend? <laughs> hey, uh, things are going great. It's also, the flowers are starting to bloom here, too. It's mm. spring. Mm. Isn't that nice? It's spring in the Northern Hemisphere in New England. Yeah. It is we had, nice. We had, yeah. We had a little snow last week, so it's nice to have. That's right. We did. We had big, fat flakes. It was glorious. A lovely <laughs> spring squall. I love that April snow. Oh, good. Good. It keeps you honest. Comes and goes. It does. It, uh, indeed yeah. it does. Yeah. I almost put my took away, and I thought, not yet. Oh, no, 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 no. No, Take the yet. took. Take the took. Take the took out. <laughs> There's a took the take out? There's something there. I don't know. If I was a better dad, I'd have a better pun for this, Jonathan. Well, Canadians, write in and let us know about all your took jokes There's at 12enough at gmail.com. And for American, I'm sorry, that was really rude. For listeners in the United States, a took is a hat. Yeah, right, right. Okay. And you can so, Google um, it. Google is your friend. Yeah. Is that spelled with an umlaut? Uh, no, I don't believe so. And it would be tuk. Tuk? All right, I'm already out of my depth. Yeah, it should be, though. So tuk by by the tenor of our discussion, it sounds like things are on the quiet side of these are No, actually, they're not. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so what's happening, no. man? Oh, what's oh, the buzz? No. Tell me. So we have, I mean, this Sunday... Things are, are are not too riled up. We're 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 keeping well, we'll it level, see. keeping it the even. The sermon keel. hasn't started yet. No, I mean, but um, the next week on May first, mm-hmm. we're having May our day. May breakfast, uh, and it's takeout only, and you have to get your ticket ahead of time. Oh, we're only on, selling two hundred twenty five meals. We've been this year. through this before, people. You know, there is yeah. a limited. There are only so many pancakes on God's green earth, and if and you I've don't get yours, two hundred of them. Wow. Well, that ups yeah. the FOMO. Good yeah. luck, folks. I watched that scene from Cool Hand Luke where he ate, like, I don't remember how many eggs, and I mm-hmm. thought, I could one-up that with pancakes. Oh, you would. Good luck. I can't imagine yeah. what that would feel like. So, Owie. please, ma- yeah, <laughs> make sure you, you call Holly Swift and reserve, get your reservation now, because uh, they're going. Holly Swift or Holly Swift? Holly Swift, H-O-L-L-Y. Because if the name was Holly Swift, I was going to say that sounds like a character from Cool Hand Luke. Oh, man, that does. H-O-L-I, yeah. Holly? Or however, yeah, Holly. Holly Swift. 
That's cool. No, it's H-O-L-I with an umlaut over the I, I believe. Wow. Hey, my, nobody ever spelled Holly's name right, did they? No, no. Poor thing. Well, it's nice it's of her the, to step up and, and agree to yeah, organize. Yeah, it's, it's, it's from the Norse. And then on May 2nd, mm-hmm. <laughs> on, on May 2nd, that Sunday, we're having our Sunday worship as we are want to do. But following worship, we have a congregational meeting, an important congregational meeting. Oh, this is it. Jonathan's out. Yeah, I'm out. You, you're no, going to fire um, him. We hear it coming. Yeah, well, it's been a good run. Pastor, could you announce there's going to be a special meeting? Yeah, and like, what's on the agenda? Oh, don't worry don't about worry, that. we'll take care of it. We'll take. No, we have um, a bid in for our our uh, church house for the construction, and we oh, want to. wonderful! The trustees are going to present the bid, and then we need the congregation to a vote to vote on it. Please, so, it's important stuff. Yeah, own so that will be, your membership. Yeah, it'll be in person and on Zoom. We're going to make it accessible for everyone. Wonderful. Uh, As should so, and, all church meetings going forward forever and ever, amen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that's what's going on at, at First Baptist. Wonderful. Um, which is enough, yeah. It How is enough. It? Well, things are well at, uh, at uh, Pilgrim Church. We have been um, busy with uh, decompressing from Easter. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? Yeah. Busy from, with decompressing. Um, Bible oh, study yeah. continues on on Sunday mornings. Um, we are getting ready for confirmation, confirmation, confirmation. Nice. The date is uh, May 23rd for Confirmation Sunday, and we are really looking forward That's to Pentecost. a safe and fun. Yes, it is, but I want to put it in people's ears now so they keep that association strong. Um, additionally, uh, we have got some some fellowship opportunities, including a, pending, a new pending trivia night, which folks should stay mm. tuned for. And also, there's going to be a big uh, Cinco de Mayo and um, what day will that? And be Kentucky on? Derby. I don't know. We're working on the date. And and also Kentucky Derby celebration. I guess there's some synergy there for folks who follow such things. Um, so those celebrations are coming, and Fellowship will send out all the details so folks know. No big important church meetings just yet, um, which fine. is just fine. It's okay to be in a quiet you. season. Well. That that remains to be seen, but mm. fingers crossed. Fingers. So I, I want to run, just circle back to. You're not sure what day you're going to have the Cinco de Mayo celebration. Yeah, it's on Cinco de Mayo. Okay, I, I, I glossed to... right over your terrible dad joke, sir. I glossed right over it. I will not be sucked into such tomfoolery. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm running back to it. You did, I'm, I'm man. Those... That was severely dadular. You you were like, wait, wait. Did you hear what I said? I said, what date is the Cinco de Mayo celebration going to be? Can I explain it a little bit more, though? Yes, give us the deep dive. In in the Spanish, Cinco (laughs) means is five, and Mayo is May. Oh, my goodness. So it's on the 5th of May. So it's implied. Interestingly, during the 50s, Cinco de Mayo, they actually, they thought was five cans of mayo. And that was when they invented the first mayonnaise casserole. Interesting. Wow. Look it up. You are committing. You are absolutely committing. This is oh, wonderful. I am fully in. Doritos and Hellman's. I like mayo, but Chum- anything anything with five cans of mayo. And mayo in cans? When did that happen? I think your joke has it gone the off 50s. the rails. The You've 50s. jumped the shark, sir. You've jumped the shark. They barely had jars. They were drinking beer within the head to open I feel it like themselves. We're, I feel like the center cannot hold. Jonathan, we're losing all cohesion. We can't keep it together. And there is our brilliantly mapped out, well-planned 
Segway. Segway, segway. There it is. It happened. Yeah. In spite I, of I want folks to know that Charlie and I did rehearse that man did, <laughs> I think, for 20 minutes before we started recording. If only we had. We, it might have been believable. A, yeah, we scripted it out. I um, still can't believe those words came out of your mouth. Cans of mayonnaise? Where? I, don't, I feel like I'm in an alternate earth or something. <laughs> they must have sold mayonnaise in cans at one I get time. too hung up on the details sometimes. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about an well, article. I was going to say, oh. Sorkin wrote it, so write to him. <laughs> We're talking about an article that was not written by Sorkin, but rather by Brian Walsh at Axios. Axios is a new news source that you can check out if you're inclined. Um, And by inclined, I mean inclined towards progressive takes on issues. Mm -hmm. Um, This is not a news source that that is afraid to identify what it's about, um, unlike some others. and so today, last last week, we talked about our reactions to the article and just kind of our yeah. initial, uh, our initial feeling. But today, he has a part of the article where he in in Axios articles they kind of lay it out in bite sized pieces, so you don't get into that TLDR too long yeah. didn't read um, phobia. Thank you for doing that for for the older folks. For the older folks, yeah. Um, so he they have this section called "Why It Matters," right and. Uh, Basically, he he talked about one aspect of this in particular that he felt was important. So before, so this is part two. Yeah, part of two. America of one. losing part two its religion. Yeah. Enter REM music. My- we don't. We don't want to get shut down. Oh right, right, right. Sorry. Um, so yeah, so this this part two of of how many did we say eight, ten? No, just four. Five. Just four. We're going to wrap it up in four. But today, there's one aspect of it that we are really feeling that we thought we should address. And it's certainly one that's been highlighted in the light of COVID, right? Yeah. So the social, so the social cohesion. Mm. And there, there was a time, you know, in fact, Charlie, the other, uh, yesterday and the day before, I I drove through some very small towns in Connecticut. Mm. That's a nice thing Um, to do. I grew up in what used to be a small town in Connecticut. You grew up in Mystic, Indeed, right? I did. Yeah, that is not small anymore. It's a very I went, different I place. In, I, I drove through Goshen, Connecticut. Oh, yes. Uh, Litchfield, Goshen, Goshen, too far from the ocean. Litchfield. Uh, <laughs> Litchfield, Litchfield. I got nothing. <laughs> Litchfield, Litchfield. Uh, rich and, people. I yeah. Don't, I don't. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Salisbury, Connecticut. Salisbury, yeah. And, and one of the things I noticed is, boy, the congregational churches there are big. Yes. And... Prominent. Well, they're they're big buildings, big buildings. Yes, and, and which is they're the rub. really, but yeah, boy, that's a whole different. That's maybe, a different. Well, maybe. that actually correlates maybe. with our conversation. And they're in a village green. Yes, they are, and, and and it spoke to this time where part of the social networks, the social cohesion, the the identity, is that there will be a church prominent. Mm-hmm. It's not the center, but it has a prominent place yeah. in the identity of who we are as a people. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that continued for quite some time. You know, folks would say they moved to a new town and, and, and the welcome wagon would come up and they'd say, well, what church do you go to? Like, it was a common question. Absolutely. And, and you knew, and this, the irony is, this is still a common question in some parts of the country. Um, mm-hmm. But, but the, the implications for social cohesion were, you know, you would see your boss on Monday morning having just seen your boss at church on Sunday. 
you would cross right. paths over and over again with those what is it sociologists say 150 people that form your inner circle mm. you would cross paths with them over and over and the the crux of the article that Walsh wrote is that 47% of Americans report belonging to houses of worship down from 50% in 2018 and 70% as recently as 1999 so right. what 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 happens to all the different factors that that connect congregations and and what those connections mean and matter how they matter in our lives is one of the major things at stake here right and i think the part of part of what's happening is, is well part of what had happened through churches is you bring this this interaction i like that i haven't read that about 150 people but that makes a lot of sense there is a diversity in that mm -hmm. maybe not a geographic diversity but there certainly, depending on where you live, there could be a cultural or ethnic diversity. There could be a political diversity, mm -hmm. um, a diversity of, of where you come from, diversity of interests. Sure. I mean, so, you know, and, and that's a wonderful thing. And I think we'd still find that in many churches. I, I don't think there are, as, as much as churches tend to be somewhat homogeneous, there, there still is, there still are many strata of, of differences mm -hmm. Within congregations. And sorry, just to back up, that number is called yeah. Dunbar's number. It's a suggested cognitive limit uh -huh. to the number of people with whom one can maintain stable social relationships. There's a mine is th at three. There's a correlation between brain size and social group size, meaning humans get more than other species. But the the actual number um, might be more like 100 to, to 250, and so they use the value 150 as a shorthand. Okay. But Dunbar, uh, I'm reading right off Wikipedia here, so this wow. is not anything. Thanks, Dunbar. Remember, Google's your friend. Um, I don't remember who Dunbar is, but it's it's Dunbar's number, whoever he or she is. Paul Lawrence. I think it was Paul Lawrence Dunbar, oh. who was also the poet from Dayton, oh, Ohio. There you go. See? Friend There's always of the a Wright connection. Brothers. But let's... African-American poet. It's not, it's not that poet, but... But look at Paul Lawrence Dunbar. Well, there's a wonderful sidebar. It. Now, this this is also one one thing that some people have said during COVID is jokingly, well, I'm an introvert, so this has been a great time for me. Um, I'm an introvert mm. too, but that doesn't mean anything about how many social connections you need. In fact, this is this is a part of how your brain gets into synergy with other brains around you, and it's a part of your health. Right. So even if you prefer not mm -hmm. to be surrounded by big groups of people, which is fine, even if mm -hmm. you relate better one-on-one, -on -one, which is fine, you still right. need these connections in order to have a full uh, a sense of the world and often a sense of yourself. And they operate at subliminal levels and subconscious levels sometimes, but we need each other. I don't care if you're introverted yeah. or extroverted. We need each other. And when we don't have each other, we kind of feel it, and we kind of know that. Yeah. Anybody? Recent experience? Yeah. I, and I, I think that brings us to the, another part of why belonging to something is so important. Mm -hmm. I, I think there certainly has been a rise of, of online communities, which <laughs> yeah. have, you know, it's a mixed bag. It sure is. Some are great, some aren't. But Facebook is where you there. go to feel hate or hated. Oh, yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. Sorry. A lot of our, a no, lot of what but, we use as th- this is the thing with me and online communities, and I've, I'm basically off of Facebook now. I've maintained an account, but mm-hmm. I don't use it because when I go to Facebook, I find something I'm angry about, or or someone gets mm-hmm. angry with me somehow, or, or or I feel like they could, and it's just a minefield. Unlike the superficial ways, yes, I said superficial ways we can relate to each other in person. Because experience is not one thing, whereas Mm -hmm. online, everything gets flattened out. It becomes more black and white. You lose nuance. You lose picking up cues and receiving cues from people. This isn't just about, do you feel you've interacted with somebody? It's, right. it's also about the quality of that interaction and what happens in, in us physiologically when we, when we experience that. And when you're in times of crisis, mm-hmm. you have a community. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And, yeah. And, and I think that, you know, one of the things that we, both of our congregations during this COVID time, have really bent over backwards to stay connected, to reach out to people, to help people in physical, tangible ways. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, one of the things we've done is we've made meals and brought them to people's homes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and boy, the smile it brings, the joy of just saying, here's a hot cooked meal that we made for you, not because you needed it, not because we wanted to do something nice for you. Right. That's community. That's right. That's, and you can't do that online. Of course not. Yes, yeah, social cohesion, yeah. as defined, uh, includes four main components. That's the relations, the social relations, mm-hmm. the task relations, who does what mm-hmm. for whom, perceived unity, that sense of belonging yeah. that helps in, enliven us, and finally, emotions. Social emotions. cohesions, co- uh, social cohesion affects your emotions. How yeah. you feel, uh, in part, is influenced by the kind of, this may be news to anybody who thinks that their thoughts are them. Um, and that's, again, a whole other topic. But, but brain science in recent years has helped us understand that the factors that influence our emotions, our feelings, are myriad. And, and how they mm-hmm. express themselves can be, at times, tragic. Um, and we, we've got a responsibility to be aware of our thoughts and also to, to be able to distance ourselves from them. And being part of a group allows you to test your thoughts and your yeah. feelings out loud. It allows you to commiserate with other mm-hmm. people who are going through certain things. These are all, every one of these things should be on the brochure for church <laughs> because you get to do all right. those things at church and across a gr- vastly greater generational span than you can often do in your own social circles. Yeah. Now, this is not a new a new trend, and this idea of social cohesion is not a new thing. And Putnam wrote in his book about this mm-hmm. bowling alone. That's right. About the decline oh, yeah. of, of, of various Still groups. relevant, I feel. I'm, I'm probably some of the data might be a little dated by now. But. Yeah, the data will be a little bit dated, but it is still relevant. And one of the criticisms of his book was that he wasn't taking into account the, the rise of social, of, of internet groups, <laughs> of online I don't groups. think it was a, and, much and, of a criticism at all. I think that was a straw man and pig-headed. Well, at, at the time, we hadn't, you know, Facebook wasn't what it is right. today. Right. We thought, we thought the internet was going to give us social cohesion. Right. And, and yet we have, yeah. Charlie just did a side yeah. eye. Hmm. 
Did it. Did it indeed. Um, you know, and, but so Putnam, uh, he, he broadens it more than just churches. He looks at bowling groups. He looks at Elks um, communities, Lions, Rotary, these local communities that you, that you can be, a, that, that, you know, traditionally people were a part mm-hmm. of, that were, social, that were focused on their area. Yeah. That that's what's what's diminishing Putnam had some been saying. Yeah. And the the thing though that I think puts religious organizations in a different category than those others is and, and we'll get into this more in the next two episodes, mm-hmm. so this is kind of a taste. Preview. Preview. Is, yeah, preview. Oh man, I now I gotta find preview. No, music. you don't. It's Let me okay. See what I got here for preview music. I, all right, here we go. I want to say all the music is done by Andrew Malone. You can find it at andrewmalone.com. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. You're the best. Don't tell David. Don't do this. Would never. (laughs) That was such an inside joke that only my mother would get it. Um, Those are important, too, for cohesion. Inside jokes. They are important, except when you have a visitor or (laughs) doing a podcast. What was I saying? Oh, we offer this broader sense, a unifying sense of the experience of, I would say, the unknown. Yeah. Uh, Rudolf Otto calls the holy other, yeah. um, the divine. Oh, that get it while it's hot, people. Get into more. church. There's, a, there's yeah. a bigger, there are bigger things at stake here. And I don't mean your soul. Mm-hmm. I mean that, that sense of wonder, for goodness sake, that yeah. sense of wonder. And I know you can get it from the 15th Avengers movie or whatever, but... It's not. It's not the it's same. Not the same. It's no. not the same. And and as much as I love being in the wilderness, Charlie, mm-hmm. and being by myself, sure, the experience I have of God in the wilderness is not the same as what I have when I'm with people in collective corporate worship. Of course not. And hearing from others their their experiences of of grief and joy, and sharing together, nothing can replace that. Right. And that's that's part of that. That's for me is it's the disturbing part of the social cohesion, mm-hmm. and and more than that that we're losing. And that's why I said we'll get into that more in the next couple of, of episodes. But right now, it was just just for today. I, I I think we are we lose that the sense of the diversity of who we can be mm-hmm. if we're not in community with people who are different than we are. That's so right, yeah, in, in a yep. tangible face to face way. Furthermore, your world is as big as your worldview. Yeah. So if if you are stuck in the echo chamber of what you most feel like you need to hear on any given day, you are severely missing out on expanding your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Because this is like the old saw where they say, if you want to be a writer, you have to read. Um, if, if you want to be a thinker, you have to be around other people's thoughts. If yeah. you want to be a, a talker, you have to be around other talkers. This is, this is where it all comes together. And, and church is a place where people are talking about things that they're not talking about in the rest right. of your life. Um, also, I, I just want to, I really want to, what is it, sound the alarm or just the, the social cohesion that you think you're finding online may serve a particular purpose. 
And there is absolutely nothing wrong with you uh, getting online and learning about geocaching sites to to and learn about what other people do geocaching and how they yeah. like it and making friends around geocaching and yada, 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 or any topic, baking bread, uh, rally car racing, um, painting, whatever. It's all good. Yeah. But until you really take that stuff into the world and do mm-hmm. it with other folks, you're not doing it. Yeah. The doing yeah. of all the things is the doing of them, and that happens in churches face-to-face as we all sit down in seating facing in a particular direction and humbly admit that we are not the sun that the universe revolves around. That, in fact, oh, God right. is at the center of all our experience. And, and mm. being shoulder-to-shoulder with others who value that is empowering and yeah. humbling and, and just important for so many of us. And that's why so, we want to pass it on. Yeah. Uh, one final thought for me, mm-hmm. and uh, we do have a challenge, an oncoming challenge that comes out of the COVID time, is that you know I think just about every church that is, survives this time has an online presence. True. In one form or another, uh, with worship especially. And I, I'm sure, I've just every pastor I've talked to has said, that they have seen um, an increase of people from beyond their state and beyond their their nation attending worship mm-hmm. and being engaged. I, I think it, it really is on those congregations, ours included, to say, do we want to ha- do we want to stay engaged with these folks who are new? How do we stay engaged? How do we do in a way that is authentic? Mm-hmm. Or do we say? This has been wonderful. You really need to find a community around you. Hmm. Which is, boy, that's really hard to do as a, as a church to say, we, thanks for coming. You need to find a church now. Well, this is a unique opportunity for denominations. For mm-hmm. instance, an American Baptist church who's receiving a worshiper from Oklahoma uh, yeah. certainly could go and say, let us help you find an ABC church near you so you can experience this type of thing, even though it's not exactly this. Um, and I, I think we should be extending that courtesy to congregations around the world. On the other hand, it doesn't mean that people have to lose that connection to your church if they've discovered it online. And maybe mm-hmm. in time, you become a destination for them when they're traveling again. And, and they do have a chance to say, I have my church home that's near me, but I also have my online church, and I make a point of connecting with them when I can. So uh, there may be a way to have it all. I don't know. I think that's a great, that's a great answer. I mean, Southboro is a hotspot of tourism. Oh, sure. Yeah. So Come for the green, makes... stay for the green. <laughs> it's, it's beautifully green in Southboro. Beautifully green. The, and every other Is that color the saying the they have? No, I just said it. Is who cuts the who mows the lawn there? Uh, well, having <laughs> gone out for a lunch walk on Sunday, a lot of homeowners are mowing lawns. Oh, but okay. I imagine during the week when I'm busy doing other things, there's probably crews out there. How do you think the? I'm just curious, and then I'll I'll, I'll let this go. Mm-hmm. But how do you think the residents um, of Southboro would feel about, let's say, eight dozen goats just do you, roaming? Are you trying to get rid of goats? Yes, uh, I. Okay. It was a bad investment. I I, I misread yeah. the ad. Uh, I have eight dozen goats. Yeah, many will get goats, but few will keep goats, their goats. Charlie, I have ninety six oh, goats boy. in my backyard. All right, 
I think we should take this offline. We'll we'll discuss this later. Okay. In the meantime, but we need pray. to give the people some prayers. This is a devotion. That's true. Okay. And if you want to go. Folks, thank you for uh, attending our second session of our yeah. our dialogue with Brian Walsh uh, of Axios. Uh, we haven't we keep reaching out, but he hasn't responded to our calls to come on the show. Uh, but I think it's it's important for us to sometimes dig deeper into even a shorter yeah. article like this one and try and tease out what's happening for us and and potentially for you and the implications for the churches going yeah. forward because the churches are going forward. COVID yep. be damned. We are going forward. In um, one way or another. Indeed. We hope we're going forward in the right direction. That's so we've got a prayer partner who's also a pastor, Arena Kim Eubanks. I know mm-hmm. nothing about her, what congregation she's serving because when I found her prayer that she posted online for people to use, it, um, it, it included some ats, meaning the at symbol, and some church community listings. I guess this is like the Twitterverse, where people just give their Twitter handles, like you're supposed oh, to right. go be on Twitter and interact with them, which I'm not going to. So Irina Kim Eubanks is a pastor and serves at a church. I'm going to be sharing some language that is not mine um, in in uh, pronunciations that I'm going to get wrong. So I apologize in advance, Mm. but these are the words that Arena Kim Eubanks wrote, and I just wanted to share her voice with you. I'm not trying to own this as my own or appropriate it in any way, but I think it's a powerful prayer, and I'm grateful that she shared it. It's about um, violence against um, AAPI folks, and it feels Mm. relevant to me again as we consider the people who died in the FedEx shooting, where four of those were Sikhs who uh, mm-hmm. wear the, the yeah. headwear, uh, the turban headwear, and are often singled out for slurs and invective by ignorant yeah. minds. So, okay. we're going to pray. Yeah. Holy God, we come to you recognizing that in some ways the churches have fallen down on the watch, that we've given up our voice to others, that we've allowed others to rule the day by not speaking up and not being counted and not telling people that we want them to be in our churches. God, help our journey with you, our walk in faith, to also include that walk with others who value you each in their own way and help us to never forget how we learn from them and grow in the light of their sons. God, we are called to be one family, but we're not called to be the same people. We're called to be who we are within that family. Help us to find a community where our differences are celebrated, where our ideas are engaged, and where we are encouraged and and helped to become the person you've created us to be. Hmm. Help to find us help us to find a community where we are loved and challenged and helped every way we can and where we can love and challenge others. Hmm. Help us to find a community where your presence can be fully known. And now our prayer by Irina Kim Eubanks. God of our elders, creator of sacred bodies, we are outraged and we are scared. We pray for the streets we inhabit to be exercised of white supremacy and violence for your shalom and togetherness to dwell, filling our Chinatowns and driveways with the safety of home, the spirit of family. We pray for your protection upon our elders, that our popos and banagoy, lolos and bopo, 
Halmonis and Nyampog would all encounter space to live, move, and have being, knowing that they are not forgotten. Their bodies are not expendable. We pray for protection upon them, for hands that have folded dumplings and braided our hair, feet that have walked on many different shores, eyes that have witnessed both atrocities and new birth, ears that have heard slurs in foreign tongues, backs that carry the generations and hearts that are both resilient and fragile in a moment when their existence has become a target. And as we pray for their protection, guard us too from division and othering that places blame on, quote, those people, unquote, driving wedges between communities, mistaking criminalization for accountability, multiplying harm instead of healing it. Give us a vision of the world in which all our elders are honored because we see each other's families as our own. Amen. Amen. That's a great prayer. Strong prayer. Thank you, Sister Arena Kim Eubanks. Yeah, and we'll post that on the show notes. Indeed. Wow. All right. Well, go go find a, find a community. Indeed. You know, go plant a flower. Go in, in front of something. Indeed. Or, yeah. Remember the others, not not others in the pejorative sense, but the others who help right. make you you by your proximity yeah. to them, and do it safely, yeah. of course. Yeah. By yourself, you're just not that interesting. <laughs> I say that every morning in the mirror. <laughs> All right, be well all. Cheers, bye. Kitchen Table Spirituality is a part of the 12 Enough Network. Your hosts were Charlie Eastman. He's the pastor of Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southboro, Massachusetts. And Jonathan Malone, he's the pastor of the First Baptist Church in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. If you'd like to send a comment about this show or other shows, you can send those to 12enough at gmail.com. 12 is written out. Uh, Go to the show page and see the show notes for this show and other shows and other things that go on at 12enough.com. 12 is written out. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook slash 12enough.com. 12 is written out. And please go like and subscribe and tell people about the show. Thank you very much for listening. Cinco de Mayo, they actually, they thought was five cans of mayo. Cans of mayonnaise? Where? I feel like I'm in an alternate earth or something.